Hi. Hi, Hal and Autumn. <laughs> I heard that you watched a pretty good movie. I watched a movie that had some merits, even if overall it did not live up to its full potential. It had a camera. They quoted a lot of Edna St. Vincent Millay. The mom was the worst. And we've got some interesting bonds between women and a wildly underutilized butch. Okay, but is it gay? I just talked about the butch, Autumn. <laughs> That's the line, That's a, good, that's a good point. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to Okay, But Is It Gay? Thanks for sticking around for season two or joining us for season two, whatever the situation is. Uh, we're here with our good friend Maddie, who I have wanted to have on the show since we uh, had the show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Maddie's in our MFA program with us. Uh, introduce yourself. What, hi. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Hal. And, uh, and also Autumn. Uh, my name's Maddie. I write um, queer speculative fiction. Um, uh, my background is in medieval history, none of which applies to this whatsoever. I picked the movie <laughs> because I thought that maybe there would be like history because there was like period piece stuff and there was not, uh, which is fine, I guess. Um, just personal sadness there. And yeah, I write about gay saints and study gay saints mostly. And space. Hell yeah. <laughs> gay space saints. Gay space saints, yes. Uh, today we're talking about um, Snapshots 2018, which was, is one of those films. Uh, I just edited the episode for A Date for Mad Mary, and we talked about that in that episode, how we saw A Date for Mad Mary after a string of real, real bad ones, just absolute goose egg <laughs> movies. And so rewatching it, we were worried like, oh, what if Mad Mary isn't as good as we think it is? It's just that by comparison to open cam and uh, other like stinkers, it was good. But like Mad Mary's good. It's like solid. It's got characterization and theme in it. Uh, it's got the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> And it does interesting things. Uh, listen to that episode if you haven't. Uh, Snapshots is was in a similar situation, how we were just craving a good lesbian movie, and we watched a lot of real bad ones. A lot of them having to do with photography. Yeah. Lesbians are photographers in movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I have a couple of theories that we can get into, but I don't know 100% why that is. Uh, so Snapshots was in a similar situation where we watched a lot of terrible ones and then Snapshots, and it's, like, good? It's, like, good. It's not great. It's entertaining. It's good, solid mm-hmm. Entertaining and good are two different things. <laughs> <laughs> the symbolism hits you over the head. There's foreshadowing in this. I'm ending the moratorium on foreshadowing. Uh, because 
there's uh, lots of good foreshadowing in this, and I'm going to talk about it. And it's based on a true story. Yeah. It? Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Did you want to talk about it, Maddie? <laughs> uh, I only know a it, little man. bit. I just know that when I looked it up, it was like this was based on like the deathbed confession of um, one of the writers, like one of the writers' grandmothers. And I do think that it's good that it is no longer um, like deathbed confession. Like we don't have like there's oh, like, yeah. dead lesbians. Well, I mean there is a dead lesbian in this. Spoilers, but <laughs> yes, not in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Piper I didn't Laurie's read too gone. much more than you. Yeah, mm-hmm. the writer visiting her her dying grandmother. Um, she said that she like received a visit from someone like from the love of her life that had died like 50 years earlier so obviously she like was hallucinating or had some sort of vision or something um Mm -hmm. and the writer was just shocked because the grandmother had never mentioned this person before uh Mm -hmm. who was a woman you know her grandmother Mm -hmm. was supposedly like married to a man happily you know Mm -hmm. so lots of shockers there so yeah. Um yeah, let's let's there's a list of warnings here before we get into our discussion. Uh infidelity, this is a cheating movie. I'm so sorry. Uh discussions of abortion, parental <laughs> neglect and abuse, ageism, homophobia, and specifically lesbophobia, cancer and death, like death of a partner is big in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, sexual themes and full frontal nudity. Mm-hmm. Uh we open on Rose uh, fishing. Uh, older woman played by Piper last name Laurie Piper Laurie <laughs> yes which like I love that like she's there she's fishing she's wearing a plaid shirt and she lives on the lake and she never picks up her phone and just the mm-hmm. life goals of that just <laughs> fantastic I immediately loved her and like wanted her to find a new elderly girlfriend 100 <laughs> percent. we see rose fishing and then immediately cut to patty and allison uh they're by their car their dyna- their dynamic is they run out of gas and they can't get a cell signal and their dynamic is immediately established as bickering and tense mm-hmm. uh and they do not like being around each other so uh that look forward to that <laughs> we get boundary issues from the mom like immediately like mm-hmm. don't read my texts is what the daughter has to tell her within like a minute of them being on screen together while while Allison is working hard pushing the jeep by herself uh her mom is like steering the jeep in the front seat and reading her texts like can, can we stop can we not uh, meanwhile I don't know how the mom didn't find out about the girlfriend sooner <laughs> that's a good point autumn mm, maybe they weren't texting maybe they were like on messenger hmm. and the mom didn't look on messenger my mom wouldn't think to look on messenger that mm. feels unlikely also passcode your phone uh, I, yeah <laughs> or it could have been it could have been that like the text showed up on the screen like the alert showed up as it was uh, being sent mm-hmm. so Probably. she could only see mark mm-hmm. texted about a, a job Mark's got a Mark is her husband got a promotion lined up mm-hmm. don't care about him mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile Rose uh, is reeling in a fish and she like moves too quickly trips over her tackle box has a fall and is just sort of sitting on the dock it's very mm-hmm. clear right away that she's like okay it's just that she's mm-hmm. sort of sitting like defeated like I can't believe that I just <laughs> fell like that that was so silly like on the dock continues to be relatable <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
so then Allison and Patty call AAA finally. The AAA guy fills their tank while they argue about the mom's control issues. Randomly blames it on being adopted. Randomly blames it on Which being adopted. Which makes no sense. How do those connect? She's like protective of her mom because she's adopted. What? Which I guess I could see, but we don't I get don't. into it. This 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 dialogue is literally just to establish that uh, Patty is adopted. Yeah. We could have done that in a number of ways, uh, but we have to blame her control issues on her adoption instead. Mm-hmm. Then they arrive at the cabin after getting gas from the AAA guy, and Mark, the husband, is texting Allison a lot, and mm-hmm. Ma- uh, the, Patty is uh, annoyed at like the text alert sound going off, and is like, "Wow, I thought that you wanted to wanted Mark to talk to her." Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Never satisfied. <laughs> uh, they go down to the lake, onto the pier, and find uh, find Rose just sort of sitting, uh, and they help her up. And <laughs> they have this argument about how like she should keep her cell phone on her, which I think is fair if you're like a person who lives alone in like an isolated area. The reason they run mm-hmm. out of gas is because there's no service stations around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the AAA guy even makes a comment about it, like, always keep your tank full because it's like living on the moon. Uh, I think it's fair if they, like, want her to have her phone on her while she's fishing. But Patty is sort of overbearing, but overbearing both to her daughter and her mom, which I find is kind of hilarious. Rose quotes some poetry. I didn't write that quote down, but she, like, quotes some poetry in response to being, like, being mm-hmm. smothered by her daughter. And uh, Patty's like, don't poke, don't poke. Don't poke poetry. Don't <laughs> quote poetry while you're trying when you're trying to make a point. Uh, like suggesting that this is a thing that Rose does often is like to bolster her point by like citing poetry. I have to say, like, I would absolutely hate that. <laughs> but like at the same time, I support her. Like imagine being a small child and your mom's just quoting poetry at you, like disappointedly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be terrible. And you don't, you're like so young, you don't even know what the poetry is or what it means. You're just mm-hmm. left frustrated. Mm-hmm. My mom used to quote R&B standards at me <laughs> in order to dismiss my point. What? Can we have an example? <laughs> I'd be like, this isn't fair. And she'd like give, give me some lyrics about like a man complaining about an unfair relationship. And she'd be like, that's how you sound. <laughs> that's strange. Yeah. That's not. That's. How are you. How is that effective communication with your child? It's not. Mm hmm. That's what I'm saying about Rose. Uh, so, Allison is like still texting like furiously with Mark. They're very clearly having an argument. Mm-hmm. She talks to Rose about her promotion. She's she's a photographer, and that's foreshadowing. <laughs> Oh my god. She's a photographer. And um, she got a promotion to do this huge spread about restaurants, like local restaurants. And the mm-hmm. fact that it's local places that she's photographing, she's doing the food and also uh, shooting like uh, portraits of the chefs. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's a local thing is important for a thing that happens later. But like Rose is like, congratulations, I'm so glad. This is like your dream job. That's so great. Uh, she also, Allison also talks about how her and her husband have been going through a rough patch. Mm-hmm. Then, <laughs> then Patty arrives with six bottles of wine. Yes! 
And that also, it looks like really bad wine. Can I, yeah. like, ju- just cheap and, like, sugary and terrible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that fits, that fits the movie. Mm. <laughs> she also says that she, they found a box of Rose's old stuff in her basement when uh, they were moving. Mm-hmm. And among that stuff was an old camera and a roll of film. Uh, which mm-hmm. uh, Rose is really happy to see. So, like, you know, 50 style. Uh, it's a, apparently a color camera, and I don't think that... Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I didn't even Ta- consider Talk that. amongst yourselves while I Google some ca- some some camera stuff. I mean, like... <laughs> they're also really good pictures, like good quality. Yeah, I mean, I think that there was color photography, but it was very, very expensive, right? Like, mm-hmm. from my vague... Like recollections and it wouldn't be that clear mm-hmm. when we packed up my grandmother's house when she was moving we found a shit ton of old photos in boxes mm-hmm. and it was like stacked in like chronological order we got to black oh, and white wow. photos first and then when we moved into color in like the late 50s early 60s it was like just reds like just hey. different shades mm-hmm. of red and maybe some blue and then when we got to colors in like the late sixties, early seventies, it was like super washed out. Like I probably still have like <laughs> saved like, right, my and they'd dad's be like fuzzy. Yeah, See, they could have used that as a really great thematic thing. Like if they'd had like a lot of like the red for like pictures that they had like when she was in a relationship with Laurie, and then like pictures like after Laurie has died that are all like Ooh, washed yeah. out and bad, like. Yeah. They could have used this photography. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm, I was going to bring this up uh, during one of the montages, but I feel like Louise is a reconstruction of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope. <laughs> and all of the flashbacks have a very thick layer of nostalgia over them. And the idea that these photos are not clear mm-hmm. would have lent itself to that idea like mm-hmm. very well. Yes. So it's weird that Unfortunately, like, it's not that deep. <laughs> I'm telling you, they gave me this shovel when I graduated. With my <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying the intent, like we can make it that deep, but I'm saying, unfortunately, the intent wasn't that deep. So they yeah. wouldn't have thought that hard about these things. <laughs> the intent is never that, I mean, okay, for really good things, the intent is actually that deep, but, <laughs> but the intent is rarely that deep. Stumbling. Well, it's genius. painfully clear here. So, according to this thing that I'm reading on Flickr.com, uh, nice. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't have had like a home, like a tiny little home camera, like mm-hmm. the the model that's in the movie wouldn't have been a color camera. Okay. Because the technology was expensive and also large. <laughs> mm. She could have bought Laurie a color camera, like a large, expensive Louise. one, as a Louise. Sorry. Louise, a color camera in the movie as like her husband's business is taking off and they're like becoming more wealthy and buying lake houses and again they could have made the photography deeper also they want me to believe that all of those photos came off of one roll of film it's a good couple dozen and that it's been taken over a period of like multiple years too Mm mm-hmm this never got it developed. Maybe it was too expensive to get it developed. Maybe. They bought a lake house. <laughs> they did buy a lake house. <laughs> and also photos Priorities. are a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. One thing I did like in this moment of the development is that we see like that when um the daughter says I didn't look at them and it shows this like immediate contrast between like her mom who's always reading her texts and she's like oh mm-hmm. these are your things and I I don't think that she needed the like weird comment about like the potent like her grandma's sex life in there but I did like <laughs> that as like a part of establishing like her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She makes a lot of comments about like people she's related to being hot and I don't yeah. yeah I disagree. Yeah, it felt weird. Like you can say that your grandfather was handsome. You don't say you don't have to say that he was hot. Yeah. Uh so we get our first flashback as Rose. I really like the way that flashbacks are always triggered like you can see Rose remembering something either like looking at something in the lake house because a lot of the flashbacks take place in the lake house or looking at the photos themselves they're always triggered by something diegetic in mm-hmm. the uh in the present time and i really liked that touch but she like goes through the photos and we get our first flashback which is of a younger rose who is in like pigtails and mm-hmm. like a much more conservative 50 styles swimsuit than mm-hmm. her friend Louise, who has her hair down, who is in like a skimpier, they're not in bikinis yet, mm-hmm. but in like a skimpier sort of one piece. And they're gonna go canoeing. And uh, Rose is trying to take her picture and she says, Say cheese. And Louise says, Camembert. <laughs> and that's the kind of person that she is. That's everything that you need to know about her personality. <laughs> they also, don't they say that they're going to like go rowing mm-hmm. and then they get in a canoe? Not to be very pedantic, you paddle <laughs> a canoe. You don't like okay. row a canoe. <laughs> Maybe they didn't notice. know that. <laughs> then we are back in the present and Patty is like pressuring Rose to rent. They have a lake house and they also have a little cottage on the lake. And Patty is pressuring her to rent the cottage out to someone because it's just her, like, craft studio right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Patty says it's her handicrafts, like, sort of dismissively. Like, you, handicrafts aren't important, but mm. we see them later, and they're, like, good. <laughs> they're, like, sculptures yeah. that she worked really hard on. She could sell that on Etsy. Like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially given what we learn about her past through the flashbacks and, like, the ways in which she was not allowed to have a vocation. Like, mm-hmm. it's really, I don't like Patty dismissing mm-hmm. this stuff that she's making like this. Yes, and, like, and she dismisses it herself, too, in one of the flashbacks when Louise says that she's so good at so many things and then Rose says, oh, nothing that matters. And it seems like, again, she's talking about, like, cooking and craft. Mm-hmm. Things that she's really good at that her husband clearly can't do. Mm-hmm. Oh, then Allison does. <laughs> I remember we got really mad at her for doing this when we were watching this the first time. Or if not mad, like confused. Allison is having a shouting match with her husband on the phone. And she walks into the room her grandmother and mom are in. You're on a lake. Go outside. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) I can't be on on the phone with like the doctor's office with my mom in the room. Are you kidding me? (laughs) She walks in just to yell. Mm-hmm. Just to, yeah. <laughs> can we, do you guys, like, do you guys, can we read this as, like, she does want to talk about her relationship, so she's, like, opening it up, like, mm. but, like, she doesn't feel like she can just bring it up, like, 
organically like and just like outright say I want you both's opinion on what's going on with me because it's difficult and instead she just has to kind of walk in and know that like they'll hop onto it she's saying it smells like wrong dog in here i mean she when she hangs up she immediately says i don't want to talk about it and like storms out not like Mm -hmm. that necessarily means anything but she Mm -hmm. does say that and therefore her mom and grandma follow her outside (laughs) and say do you want to talk about this Yeah, that angered me too. <laughs> Why? Like, the dialogue is so weird. Why do people say things and then it just doesn't matter? <laughs> That's mom's, baby. Mm. The thing that she's upset about is Mark got a promotion that will move him from St. Louis, where they are living, to Chicago because Allison's promotion is very specifically she's photographing local restaurants and local restauranteurs. She can't, mm-hmm. like, do that remotely. Mm-hmm. And so that would put her job in jeopardy. She's also a photographer and you can't just, it's not like you can just apply to work somewhere mm-hmm. that easily as a photographer. You need to make connections and usually mm-hmm. those connections are very local. Mm-hmm. And so she would have to start over almost completely from scratch. And her mom is completely unsympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I really like my job. And the mom's like, you have a great husband. <laughs> That was their conversation. She, specifically, she says, you're not going to find anyone else better than Mark. Yes. Which, Which just is, like... That was gross. Yeah. Nasty thing to say to like your anyone, but like to your child who just had a really emotional screaming match with Mark on the phone. Mark doesn't seem that great. <laughs> no. Like the, the fact that he like just uh, would even think of being like, hey, my wife you need to like abandon your entire life and move to Chicago with me. Mm-hmm. Anyone who says that divorce them like <laughs> now whole man disposal services. Yes. The whole man throw him in the lake. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. Cause we get literally no positive anything about the husband. We never mm-hmm. see him. So all mm-hmm. we get is all these terrible things from Allison and then Patty occasionally being like, he's amazing. But she never gives any examples. No. And she's not like a reliable source of like good opinions at any point in the movie. Mm -hmm. His like positive trait appears to be is man. Mm -hmm. Gross. (laughs) Patty is, as a character, feels like they wanted to write a villain and then didn't flesh her out, Mm -hmm. which is like every time we need drama to happen, it just comes out of Patty's mouth by default. She doesn't feel like they wanted her to be a villain, though. Mm. She has. Based on Mm -hmm. the ending. She just says terrible things. But that's what villains do. I think they want her to be, like, complicated and gray, but for you to still, like, see her as, like, a person whose experiences have, like, shaped her into what she is... But then they, and you get the feeling, like, from that conversation they have at the end, at least I got the feeling, that, like, she did have, like, issues with her mom growing up, but, like, she, and, like, but, like, she's so nasty that it just doesn't, like, it doesn't compute to sympathy. Yeah. And we get nothing with Rose as a mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is Mm -hmm. more annoying. There's nothing to, like, back Mm -hmm. this up at all. We get so much that makes us, our knee-jerk reaction be, no, Rose is great, actually, and therefore Mm -hmm. I can't sympathize 
with a character with who otherwise I would sympathize. I love sympathizing with characters who have bad moms. I know. And like Rose the... is like a great mom figure to Allison, too. Mm-hmm. She like respects her boundaries and emphasizes that her autonomy as a person is important, even when she's making decisions that Rose ne- wouldn't necessarily make. Mm-hmm. So like if she's been that way the whole time, I don't know what happened with Patty. Yeah, yeah. And I think a couple of the reviews that I saw of this movie talked about it as like a three generations of women kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that it maybe wanted to be that and wanted to be that like, you know, w- women pass down all sorts of shit mm-hmm. mother to daughter. But it just didn't like, yeah, it didn't go into that like that connection between the the mom and the grandmother enough. Like may- it, maybe if we'd had flashbacks to like other periods in time when she was a child. Like if, for example, they had not killed off, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I really want to call her Laurie, Luis, and had instead sort of gone into maybe my mother, like the mother is unhappy in her marriage and was having an affair for years and years and that passed on like trauma or neglect to her daughter, which now she's taking out on her daughter and like... Mm-hmm how like com- a competing needs kind of thing and like really actually go into like the consequences of the relationship mm-hmm. as opposed to and then she died and I never did anything gay again in my entire life <laughs> and never dealt with the emotional ramifications of it or like how it interfered with my relationship with my husband none of that that would have been so much better or even like a flashback of Patty finding something of Luis's and then Rose sees and gets like really angry and like tells mm-hmm. her, you know, don't touch my things or something and like yells mm-hmm. at her. Mm-hmm. That's all I would have needed. It's really easy to fuck up a child. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to traumatize a kid. You don't mm-hmm. have to do it on purpose. And like yeah. you can be perfect mm-hmm. otherwise and one thing happens at like the wrong moment in their chemical soup of a brain forming mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. we're gone now mm-hmm. and Rose always has that thing where she talks about how she or at least she talked about this at least twice in the movie I think of like I come from like a background of we don't talk about anything ever mm-hmm. and like if we like show that on screen at some point and show how that has impacted yeah. your relationship with your daughter and her subsequent relationship with her daughter like Mm -hmm. and I can absolutely see a through line between oh my mom never taught me how to address things that happened in the past because the past is the past to now I'm always up in my daughter's business Mm -hmm. because I want to make sure that I know what's going on with them because I knew never Mm -hmm. knew what was going on with anyone else that I cared about there's absolutely a through line there including like her husband who was having Mm -hmm. affairs and then like died suddenly mm-hmm. like, that's also a plot point ha- plot point but like backstory point that's happening in there mm-hmm. and you never you don't even have to, I think that they were maybe a little bit afraid of villainizing Rose and mm-hmm. like you don't have to villainize it's really easy to mess up your kid uh-huh. good parents mm-hmm. do it all the time mm-hmm. and that would like open up a way to also not villainize like the mom like and make her that more sympathetic of like Mm -hmm. yeah you fuck up your kids 
-hmm. even if you're not trying to even if you're trying to like act out of love for them it could be that deep it could be (laughs) but instead patty is just nasty and i don't understand Mm -hmm. how beautiful sweet rose who treats her granddaughter like a human being Mm -hmm. like raised this unless unless joe is just a real piece of work (laughs) i don't think we get that from him no, and also like, we get a lot of he just wasn't around because he's a traveling salesman. <laughs> so Allison storms off. Patty wants to go after her. Rose very like wisely is like, no, no, give her some space. We're going to mm-hmm. go inside and play Scrabble. <laughs> like they play for a couple of hours and after dark, Rose goes out to the cottage to reminisce about meeting Louise for the first time. We see a lot uh, or, or a couple shots of she makes these like wind chimes and decorative mm-hmm. wall hangings out of like mm-hmm. she's collected driftwood and like pretty rocks and feathers and things that she's uh you know creates sculptures out of and it's like cool stuff mm-hmm. and she meets louise for the first time when they were vacationing at this cabin louise like spotted a red-tailed hawk feather on the ground and like gave it to rose because rose seemed like she was really interested in it either to make a fishing lure out of or this was maybe like the beginning of her starting to do this sculpture stuff Mm -hmm. um but she's like getting ready to go fishing and fishing is like her thing. It's like mm-hmm. the one hobby that she has outside of wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the feather is symbolic. Yes. <laughs> Louise like cares about her and cares about the things that she's interested in and things that are important to her. Just gonna help her spread her wings and fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the red-tailed hawk. Or not. I do have to say, uh, the. Like, first impression that Louise gives here. I mean, she shows uh-huh. up and she's like immediately she's really nosy about yes. like uh, Rose's business and then starts spouting poetry off at her. And if someone mm-hmm. did that to mm-hmm. me, I would never want to see them again. And like invites herself saying. over for dinner. Yeah. Like that yeah. night. <laughs> What if they had plans? I want to have I want to have dinner. My husband and your uh, my husband and I should have you and your husband over for dinner. Except we're renting like a much smaller place than you're renting, so we only have a hot plate. So you'll have to have us over for dinner. And Rose is like, oh yeah, you should come over. And Louise is like, yeah, I guess she's gotta double like, her food tonight. now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope she has time to go shopping. We uh-huh. made big portions back then. Hmm. <laughs> and Rose says that she's bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Louise is like, oh, I've been called a lot of things, but never bold. Bold is a compliment. I like I like that. I also feel like this like a lot of the dialogue does not sound like 60s dialogue. Like No, not at all. That's very like commenting on like I don't know, like like post 90s feminist discussion not like 60s mm-hmm. that bugs yeah. me <laughs> the dialogue in general is really bad um, i feel like uh, this <laughs> plays into my theory of nostalgia and the manic pixie dream girl trope so if you don't mm-hmm. know dear listener a manic pixie dream girl is a type of female character sometimes they are other genders but mostly they are female and they have a male love interest And they are quirky and fun and cute. And they come into the drab, weary life of a male character with no personality. And they go, hey, did you know that life 
is good, actually, and then they die mysteriously, and the man is uh, left to be inspired by them. And they have no personality beyond their, like, manic quirkiness. Yeah, beyond liking vinyl. And they often have, like, dyed hair. Mm -hmm. I was going to say colored hair. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel, and Louise 100% is a manic pixie dream girl like she quotes mm-hmm. poetry she inspires rose to stand up for herself like mm-hmm. she fits that trope to a t but i feel like the movie what the movie is doing with that trope is saying hey manic pixie dream girls only exist in the mind's eye manic pixie dream girls only exist when you're looking back on your first love mm-hmm. Like, nostalgia is a longing for a past that never existed. And, like, Louise was there. She was a real person, and they did have Mm -hmm. this affair in the 50s and 60s. But it probably wasn't as filled with very frank discussions about women's rights. And uh, Mm -hmm. Louise probably wasn't quoting poetry quite that much. But those Mm -hmm. are the things that are sticking in rose's memory of Mm -hmm. louise and therefore they become defining features in these flashbacks which are completely taking place inside of rose's head i don't think they met each other in the 50s okay it says like 1960 is the timestamp for their first meeting right okay Mm -hmm. i was gonna say that i wish that there they had done some work towards like having some perspective on um Laura I really want to call her Laurie and I'm so sorry it's only because of Piper Laurie I'm so sorry to editing Hal who's gonna have to like edit this out 50 times over the course of this podcast um but I we're doing it live (laughs) but I really don't feel like Louise I feel like the movie could have had some kind of non-Rose perspective on Louise like with that idea that like the editor of um, the Granddaughters magazine might be doing like a spread about these photographs like some kind of retrospective and the fact that like the other um, her, uh, Louise's husband Michael from um, Jane the Virgin is like mm-hmm. is pres- potentially still alive like I think it would have been interesting in like the version of this movie that is actually the sequel to this movie to have some of that like pushing against the different perspectives and mm-hmm. really going into the idea of the nostalgia and the past relationships especially since like the granddaughter is most likely it looks like leaving her relationship and the mother has like this weird like trauma with her husband that she never got to deal with because he died Mm-hmm. And like Luis also died, mm-hmm. and like things were not dealt with. They could have done something with that that would have been really interesting. And what we're left with is like a perfectly passable film, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's not as deep as it could be, and that I desperately want it to be. <laughs> in the present, uh, Rose looks through more of the photos in the cottage, and then Allison comes in, uh, looks at like her sculptures, like compliments, like the art and stuff mm-hmm. that she's made. And this is where we get Rose, like, dismissing the things that she's made. She's like, oh, it's just a thing that I do. It's like, but it's mm-hmm. a thing that you do well. Uh-huh. And it's a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Some production Even if she did it badly, why do you gotta... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a thing that brings her joy. That's all you mm-hmm. need. 
also it's it's yeah you're right it's okay to make art that's not museum quality Mm -hmm. that would have been very funny if actually um louise was like a really bad photographer (laughs) well she went to school for it we learned true i mean she also got she got kicked out of school she got kicked out her senior year I thought that her project was like a first-year project and that she got kicked no, out her so first year. so did I. It was her senior. Yeah. She says senior thesis. She says first-year thesis. What? It is not her senior year. I swear oh. that she says first-year thesis. Because I remember yeah. thinking, weird, you did a thesis in your first yeah, year. Yeah, I, I believe you guys. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this is an interesting school. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. I believe y'all. But then... Allie talks about no longer being in love with Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talk They talk about, like, uh, Rose's late husband, Allison's father, these men in their lives who have died, and Allison is like, I'm, the, I'm not, I love Mark, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure that I'm in love. Mm-hmm. And then Patty materializes because she heard people bad-mouthing Mark. Materializes <laughs> to ruin this very poignant moment mm-hmm. <laughs> to demand that they all look at the moonrise together. Allison is super wine drunk already. Not yeah. Allison, Patty is. Patty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they make like a really polite comment about like maybe you should slow down and she starts yelling at them. Yeah. yeah. Which was, I thought, a very good way to demonstrate that like this isn't just like, haha, I'm on vacation, let's get wine drunk, but like, okay, you have a problem. That like mm-hmm. she reacts that yeah. like aggressively. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They didn't go into it, I don't think, much after that, but... No. Absolutely not. <laughs> and uh, specifically what Patty says to Allison is, you're telling me what to do when you're ruining your whole life. Mm. Which is like, Which, wow. How is she ruining her life? Yeah. She's ruining her life by like protecting her career instead mm-hmm. of following her man to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think she says she doesn't want kids also, and Mark does. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, Mark really wants to, like, leap into, like, having a family, and she's... Mm-hmm. I think this was also the moment that I actually clued in that Mark was her husband, not her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So Rose is on Allison's side again because she wants she wants to protect Allison's agency in her life, mm-hmm. and given, like, again, the stuff that we learned in the flashbacks about the ways in which Rose didn't have any agency in her life. Mm-hmm. That, like, she had to, like, Louise had to teach her how to be her own person. Um, is like, really, obviously very important to her that the mm-hmm. women in her life have as much agency as possible, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that's a really good, like, character detail for her. Like, mm-hmm. she's so staunchly on... Allison's side because she didn't have anyone on her side except mm-hmm. for Louise and Louise couldn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get the flashback that convinced me. Like when we were watching this the first time, <laughs> we see Z, Louise's husband, for the first time, and I was and I pointed at the screen and I said, "Lavender marriage." Yes. Oh, but did you also low key think that they were gonna end up in like? Like, some kind of, like, orgy or, like, shared (laughs) marriage, something with that. Like, yes. The vibes between him and Dave Karofsky. Huge. (laughs) Dave Karofsky. Incredible vibes. This is uh, (laughs) Joe Rose's husband played by, what is his act? Max Adler uh, of Glee fame. (laughs) I also pointed at the screen and said, Dave! 
But yeah, they're like listening to the radio and uh, grilling up some, presumably some fish. And mm-hmm. Z is like in his tank top and slacks, which like would have been like, unless you're like moving something dirty uh, at this po- at this point in time, unless you're like trying to preserve your shirt mm-hmm. or it's about to get a little risque, you wouldn't have been just in your tank top and your slacks. Mm-hmm. But the like the twist comes on the radio, and also the twist a very sexual dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's teaching. Isn't he teaching the husband how to twist? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Wow. Like Louise teaches yeah. Rose, and Z teaches Joe. Mm-hmm. This is telegraphing something that they didn't put in the movie, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> oh, and then they start wolf howling. Yeah. <laughs> so like much happens moment. in this tiny scene. <laughs> Louise is like overcome with like zeal for life and just starts yelling and sees wolf howling. <laughs> Uh, in the present, uh, Allison is like stares forlorn- forlornly at a positive pregnancy test, which like I don't know where she went and got this pregnancy test. Did she just have it in the mm-hmm. jeep with her when they took this road trip? That's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also thought it was kind of weird since she's supposedly so, like, in such a bad place with her husband right now. Mm-hmm. Personally, I thought that was kind of weird, and it's never addressed. Nope. They say that she, like, accidentally, like, skipped birth control for two days, I think. Mm-hmm. But, like, what prompted her to, like, does to get the test? Mm-hmm. Like, is never, I don't know. That's true, yeah. It caught me very off guard that suddenly, suddenly we have pregnancy. Suddenly, this yeah, is a... too many things. <laughs> There's too many things that Allison is struggling with in this movie, and it like dilutes the effect of everything. I mm-hmm. think. Pick one or maybe mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Yeah, and like make it like I like I get that this was is being used as a device to like force decisions, basically. Like, she needs to, like, make a, like, suddenly this is not just about, like, moving. It's, like, the whole future of her marriage. Yeah. But I wish, I would have liked for the characters to have to have been making those decisions more on their own. Or if we want to force that decision, uh, we later learn that she's having an affair with a woman. Danny with an eye is Mm -hmm. here. Uh, what if Danny with an eye drives to the lake house and is like, hey, <laughs> I know that you're having all this trouble with Mark. Uh, I love you, though. Yes. Or like, or what if the person was the the neighbor that we meet mm. later and they hook yes. up in secret and then they get caught mm-hmm. by Patty or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if like, oops, it's actually like you're Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, and that would be an interesting they make, potential. They make furative eye contact. Yes. <laughs> and we could have more of that, like, like with possibly Rose, who's like, I'm going to yell and not want to talk about this, but also have this conversation two feet away from you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do about my marriage, but also I'm going to drive to the lake house with my mom, where, like, my secret girlfriend is immediately next door. Mm-hmm. Like, we could have had some interesting, like, not passive aggressive character things, but interesting potential like because of my mom, I don't know how to ask for what I want, and 
I'm also manipulative and kind of passive aggressive weirdly in like my own way. And just, mm-hmm. I don't know, I and want everyone in this movie to have more personality. Than yeah, people. and they make, like, homosexual eye contact and Rose clocks them because she yes. has to make a lot of homosexual eye contact with Louise. <laughs> That'd be funny. Could do parallels, but then also, like, more clearly show, like, how, like, Allison is able to make the decision that Rose couldn't make. Mm-hmm. She'd be much more structurally sound, I think. Mm-hmm. You could have paralleled, um... Rose and Louise sneaking off with, like, mm-hmm. Allison sneaking off. It would have been great. Butch Gal could have been on screen for more. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, Rose goes through some more photographs. Like, okay, Allison is staring forlornly at this uh, pregnancy test, and Patty is banging on her door and demanding that they talk. <laughs> it's like, that's not how you do it. <laughs> well, Patty's drunk also, let's remember. Also that, but mm-hmm. yeah. That is a thing. Is Rose also drunk for like half of the present time movie? Because she's like often, I think, holding like a glass of like whiskey or scotch. I feel like sometimes it's iced tea. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought there was just one specific scene where she does pour like whiskey. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And that's how we know that it's like serious is that like, oh, she's not drinking iced tea anymore. She got out the Jack Daniels. Ah, okay. I think I just saw the Jack Daniels once and projected it across all of her other drinks. (laughs) Allison then, like, looks up abortion clinics uh, nearby, and uh, Patty, like, goes to bed, and, like, I think that this is either one of her father's shirts that she's smelling or one of her late husband's shirts. It's never... Mm-hmm. We never. It's never like zoomed in on, but she mm-hmm. like gets a men a men's shirt out of the out of a drawer mm-hmm. and like presses it to her face. Why would her husband's shirt be there though? She brought it with her. Okay. Or if it's like a if it's a family lake house, then and like this is like their bedroom in the lake house. Then I could see like keeping clothes there. Mm-hmm. But we don't know because the movie mm-hmm. doesn't tell us. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we get another flashback. It's uh, Louise and Rose and Joe in, like, Rose and Joe's uh, apartment. The the couples in these flashbacks are Rose and Joe and Z and Louise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I disagree. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> uh, but Louise said women's rights. Uh, mm-hmm. And Joe said open mouth, insert foot. Yeah. I mean, what did you expect him to say? <laughs> Nothing. I expect you to oh, keep his mouth shut. Um, <laughs> Louise is like, it's silly that we as women can't have our own bank accounts without like our husband's permission. Mm-hmm. And Joe's like, well, why do you need your own bank account? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, what if the man isn't there, dingus? Mm-hmm. And like, he travels all the time too. Like, mm-hmm. you would think he would actually be like, what if my wife needs to buy anything during the week? Yeah. Well, she's not really her own person. Mm. (laughs) Well, you see, Louise is asking Rose questions and Joe keeps answering for her. And Mm -hmm. I hate him. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Typical man. (laughs) (laughs) And this is, I maybe again, the thing about these flashbacks only existing in Rose's head of like, Joe maybe wasn't 
terrible and patriarchal all of the time, but those are his defining characteristics in her memory of this time. Didn't he also, like, she, at one point, she talks um, with Patty, who is, like, totally idealized Joe in her mind, and mm-hmm. she sa- doesn't she say that Joe probably had some casual affairs out when he was always traveling around? Mm-hmm. But they just didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but so did Rose. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> and it would have been so interesting if then later in the movie she was like, yeah, all those casual affairs that we didn't talk about were with men. <laughs> also that. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a... You don't, you, I won't ask about your boys and you won't ask about my girls. Like, mm-hmm. mm. well, that would be a better movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would maybe, like, I don't know, the like huge, massive homophobia that comes out of her mom, like, fully at random. It, I don't know, would have made somewhat more sense if it had been like yeah. you suddenly have to grapple with the fact that both of your parents were gay and that their marriage was completely not what you thought it was mm-hmm. yeah it would have mm-hmm. it would have been quite not quite as like fully out of left field <laughs> <laughs> Over, they're about to go into the kitchen and make like erotic mashed potatoes now right that's what it says in my notes uh, like, that, that's not for a while it's not shoot no, this is. I was gonna say, is, Joe gets a phone call. Joe gets a phone call, and Rose is like, "Some." Louise pats the seat next to her and is like, "Come sit by me. I want to be closer to you." And Rose is like, "Sometimes it feels like I'm flirting with you, like you're flirting with me." And Louise says, "That's because I'm flirting with you." Good communication. I could never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the thing that she underlines. She's like. I'm flirting with you, but I value consent. I am not a man. <laughs> which is like... Yeah, one of her best lines. Yeah. Which like, hints at some stuff that we don't see demonstrated in the movie. It's just we're supposed to infer, like, oh, it was the 60s. Uh, men didn't necessarily respect consent because toxic masculinity was mm-hmm. a thing um, and was the thing. And so, like, obviously Louise is like this. But, like... If she had a tragic backstory and, like, Z is a guy who is, like, maybe gay or maybe Mm -hmm. a baby feminist and therefore does value consent, like, we don't get a lot of their marriage. Um, We really don't. And I'm interested in it because Mm -hmm. I want Z to be gay so bad. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, he, the way that he dresses, I think that they're only doing this because clothing of this period wasn't very varied for men, especially the way that it was varied for women. Mm-hmm. And so they have to contrast Z and Joe, like their aesthetics somewhat. And so mm-hmm. Joe is dressed much more traditionally and conservatively than mm-hmm. Z, who is like more artsy, more of a beatnik mm-hmm. style. But like those aesthetics were associated with gay men. <laughs> Then what do we get? Uh, Rose says that she admires her daring. Does not tell her to stop flirting with her. This is something that I want to point out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is also where uh, Rose reveals that she didn't go to university, even though she wanted to, because her father said that it would be a waste. And then very soon after, she met Joe. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't necessary that she go to university. Mm-hmm. She had a man who had a job, and therefore her life was complete. Mm-hmm. I would be interested to know Patty's, like, career. And, mm-hmm. like, 
education and yeah, all that. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that we don't get that. Yeah, like does she, like is this one of those situations where like only as a grandparent does she like did Rose like I don't know uninternalize some of that and like actually live it out in her granddaughter but like her daughter like still got everything and that's mm-hmm. some of why Patty is always so angry that Rose always takes Allison's side mm-hmm. or like did Patty just get all the regular opportunities Mm -hmm. or was rose like a little too pushy with the whole you need to be a career person thing yeah mm -hmm. so many interesting excellent questions (laughs) all excellent questions that the movie is not interested in answering yes this would inform the relationships between these women so much Mm -hmm. yeah all patty tells us about all she wants to talk about is like the men in her life Allison's mm-hmm. husband, her dad, and her late husband, which is the next scene, her ranting about her husband. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Patty finds Rose in the living room very early in the either very early in the morning or very late at night. Patty's hungover. <laughs> Rose like urges her to like take better care of herself, like don't drink as much, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing in a very like normal I'm your mom and I'm worried way and mm-hmm. Patty is upset. Yeah, she just starts trauma dumping. Mm -hmm. She's like, of course I drink heavily. My husband dropped dead two two months after I found out that he was having an affair Mm -hmm. with the secretary. This actress is doing her best Mm -hmm. with the material that she was given. Um, (laughs) It's not great. Oh, I also thought she was a bad actress, though. (laughs) Like, the material's bad, and also the actress is bad, so that Mm -hmm. makes it worse. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Rose says that, and then she's like, she explains, you know, just as like, he he drops dead, we have to pay for the funeral, and then also he was like doing some shady stuff with the financials, so we were broke, I had to sell my beautiful house. Rose is like, but you did great. You pulled yourself out of that, and it was great. Because we also still have an enormous, beautiful lake house and a cottage. Yeah. (laughs) That you could have like moved into if you lost your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just so much backstory to just have be like a rant. Yeah, in like 45 seconds. Uh-huh. Again, they need to like pick a couple things mm-hmm. and just explore those and not have all the things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Patty's like, well, at least your husband didn't cheat on you. And Rose is like, that's what you think. <laughs> he was a traveling salesman in the 60s. You think he didn't cheat on me, fool? Mm. And this is also where we get the thing of, like, I came from a family where we didn't talk about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which, like, the, is, I think, used to explain why Louise never came up. But, like, that's its only function in the narrative. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be more because it seems so significant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with, like, the fact that, like, the daughter, like, goes to couples therapy with, like, her husband Mm -hmm. and is, like, doing all of these things that it seems like the two other women, like, never were able to do. Mm -hmm. That seems very important and interesting, especially if it's, like, three generations of women and how they try to deal with their problems. Mm -hmm. Like, all stuck in a house together interacting. And then we get Allison hanging out on the deck and her serenity is shattered by Patty coming up and telling her that she doesn't look very well. Mm-hmm. She's like, you don't look good. And Allison's like, you don't look good. 
Um, Allison then gets a phone call, but she's happy about this phone call. It's like, mm-hmm. ooh, I guess we've already given away the fact that she's having an affair. Mm-hmm. Danny with an eye is calling her. <laughs> <laughs> it's like telegram. It's not dropped in the way that you might expect it to be with mm-hmm. everything else that just gets dropped in in this movie. It is like pretty clearly telegraphed that she's like mm-hmm. someone is calling her that she's happy about and she like mm-hmm. is making like moon-eyed faces at her mm-hmm. phone yeah her whole expression her face just lights up yeah mm-hmm. i would be interested to hear the conversations that they're having like mm-hmm. what is, if this was a play we would hear all of those mm-hmm. patty then snoops on allison's computer like, it, it's not like she walks by and it's on and she just sees what's on the monitor. She wakes it up. She logs in. That angered likes, me so much. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Uh-huh. She sees the abortion clinic website and we don't see her freak out about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very clear that she's about to freak out about it. Mm-hmm. Then we flash back to wrote, this is the erotic mashed potatoes. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> this Rose was so is... weird. <laughs> Yeah. Like, of, of all the food she could be making. She's making a fish bake for dinner, and they're going to have mashed potatoes on the side. And I don't know about, like, a creamy mashed potato with a fish dish, but uh, <laughs> Louise is there. Z, Joe is also, like, out on the deck, and Z is late. And Louise is like, never wait for a drummer. Uh, and, I, and I've written here, ma'am, does your husband have a boyfriend or not? <laughs> it's, it feels like they're telegraphing that Z is always out because he's, like, making out with a bassist. Yeah. <laughs> but that's 100% not where the movie goes. Yeah. But it could go there so easily. Like that Christmas scene when uh, yes. like Joe is like, oh, scene. I want to try pot. Like, <gasps> the, Even if they want to keep Joe straight, mm-hmm. you're telling me that Z's heterosexual. You're telling mm-hmm. me that this man. Mm-mm. No. Mm. Just the way that they're styling him is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Louise is in awe of Rose's cooking skills and Rose once again is like oh no it's just cooking like it's not a real skill it's just Mm -hmm. a thing that I'm expected to do as a woman but like Louise can't cook (laughs) Louise can like microwave stuff (laughs) she can spout poetry at the fish Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, helping someone make mashed potatoes is a love language (laughs) I mean that's valid Mm -hmm. like potatoes are love yeah. But, like, I just don't <laughs> understand, like... Love in the cards. <laughs> you're so right. I don't understand, like, the close-up of, like, pushing butter off of, like, room-temperature butter off of a knife. Mm-hmm. And then the, the milk, they, like, pour milk into the potatoes, and it's so sensual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was just because she, like, got up right behind her. That's mm-hmm. why. And nothing to do with the milk. They're making, like, lemon fish though like i feel like you could do so much more with like i don't know squeezing out lemons mm-hmm. like and <laughs> also if i can get gross really quickly mm-hmm. i feel like it makes more sense to have an amab person in this relationship if milk is going to be the thing that's sensual oh my god <laughs> bye cancel i just that listen visual language exists out in the world no. yeah. I feel like I had to hear that and think about it oh my god so like this should have been like the the sexy scene with like Joe and Z 
Or Z is like, yeah, I know how to make mashed potatoes. I'm an enlightened man. Intense homosexual <laughs> eye contact as we like pour milk. <laughs> exactly. Then this is where the kiss happens. Uh, Rose like turns around. Like, so Louise has like bracketed Rose with her arms and Rose like turns around and Louise leans in and stops. It's very specific that she stops and lets Rose come to her. Because she values consent. Yeah, I liked that. Mm-hmm. That was great. Details like that are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then then I've written here, Z, you dickhead, your wife is on a date. <laughs> he, like, comes in and is like, ah, oh, man, I had such a good time in the studio today. Oh, it smells nice in here. What you guys cooking? Like, go away. <laughs> Interrupting. <laughs> Um, and then, like, he goes out on the deck, to, presumably to hang out with his love interest. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Louise says that she will teach Ro- Rose to be bold if Rose teaches her how to fish. How complicated is fishing? That was Extremely like extremely a... easy. Yes, that's been my experience as well. That kept like the fishing they're mm-hmm. doing. They're not. They're not doing like fly fishing, which is mm-hmm. actually difficult. They're doing regular fishing, which is unless. I don't know, they have weird difficulties putting the worms on hooks or something. (laughs) Um, There's absolutely nothing to it. The two actions that we see Louise attempting under Rose's guidance are reeling the fish in and also casting her line by herself. Don't seem very difficult. Also, Patty later, she like words, like, I never learned how to fish. I don't know how to fish. I'm like, you put the line in the water. Yeah. Like, if this was supposed to be something about, like, a skill that her mother has that, like, she feels excluded from, then I feel like they needed to pick something that was not, like, fishing. Which, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, her crafts or something. Or they could have said, oh, Rose went on long fishing trips a lot. Yeah. And didn't take Patty with her. Yes. Uh huh. She felt left out. Mm hmm. Like, it's right there. It's so mm-hmm. easy. You said this before we started recording, but this movie, but that this movie feels like a first draft. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got good bones, but it needed mm-hmm. a couple more passes. Mm-hmm. Then we get uh, Joe announcing that he got a big, uh, like, a big deal taken care of uh, at work. And so now they can finalize their plans to buy the lake house that they're renting. Mm-hmm. Then we get Allison crying because Patty was rampaging about her being pregnant. She mm-hmm. runs to Rose for help. Uh, she's like fully sobbing. It was mm-hmm. rough. Uh, Allison says like she didn't mean to get pregnant. She like like uh, Maddie was saying before that she like missed her birth control. Does not know where this came at, came from. We again we don't know what prompted her to do the test. Also, <laughs> like we don't even see her. We see her vomiting after this scene, but I feel like random like nauseousness is the universal symbol for woman in a film is pregnant yes i mean maybe she was late Mm. i just i feel like they could have established that somehow yeah with like one line of dialogue yes and like also like they're in the lake house where like her grandmother lives who like doesn't need like to have pads and tampons stocked like you could definitely like work this into the setting somehow Mm mm-hmm one of the scenes where we're establishing that they're coming to the lake house could have been stopping at a drugstore and we see her get the test and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. 
she also explains that marrying Mark really young might have been a trauma response from mm-hmm. her father dying because mm-hmm. it like happened right after her dad died mm-hmm. and so she like needed some stability and support in her life and so married Mark mm-hmm. and that's like interesting and nuanced mm-hmm. and realistic we just it's just mm-hmm. used as a justification uh-huh. rather than something that is explored yes and if they'd explored it I feel like that would actually explain a lot of like maybe Patty's like rah 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 Mark attitude if like he's mm-hmm. also a source of like stability for her immediately mm-hmm. after this like big traumatic event with a husband and so yeah. he's like here's the good husband who's like the alternative to like my awful one who died like mm-hmm. this could have been deep <laughs> and like the fact that we don't see him like I like that we don't see him we don't need more men in this movie but mm-hmm. also we see Z and Joe and so it feels a little unfair that we don't see Mark and mm-hmm. also he so much of the drama in this movie revolves around stuff that he's doing uh-huh yeah i wanted less mark like in this movie in general there's so much yeah. more. he's not there at all but there is so much of him mm-hmm. either commit to the husband or get rid of him mm-hmm. yeah like we don't even need like uh allison is cheating on her husband it, what if it's just like Allison is super focused on her career as a photographer and isn't and is like at the age where Patty got married and so Patty is like when are you gonna get a stable boyfriend and get married and that's the thing that they're fighting over like Mm -hmm. moms be like that yeah then we get oh and Rose asks Rose very specifically asks what she wants like Allison is like I don't know if I want to divorce Mark. I don't know if I want to keep the baby. I don't know if I want to do this. And Rose is like, focus on one thing at a time. What do you want to do right now? It's clear that like hearing about the abortion, she's like, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. I wouldn't do that. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she's not telling Allison not to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is real good. We we never see that in characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also love that she asks if Allison wants her opinion before she gives it. Yes. That was so refreshing to me. Oh my god, yes. She's such a good grandmother. Mm-hmm. She even goes, she's like, well, in my opinion, and then she stops and is like, do you want my opinion? Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the thing that she says is that you gotta tell Mark. Mark's gotta be involved in this decision somehow. That makes sense. Too bad we don't get to see Mark be involved yeah. in that decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this would be an excuse to, like, bring Mark on screen if, like, she calls him and says that and Mark drives to the cabin and, like, Mm -hmm. we can actually, I guess, to the lake house. And, like, the audience gets to actually meet Mark and sort of make up our minds about him as a character. Also, what a great, like, way to establish that he does care about her. If he, Mm -hmm. like, he sees that she's in crisis and drops everything, even though presumably he's very busy at work Mm -hmm. um, and, like, drives to the lake house. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, here's some points in Mark's favor. But instead, Uh Patty is this, like, nasty villainous person and Mark is this nebulous villainous force. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is is just a plot device. Mm -hmm. This is really nice. Uh, because usually it is the absent wife who is just the plot device. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> nice reversal. It's equality. The scene of Rose teaching Louise how to reel in a fish reads like a double date. Yes. Interesting. 
Louise and Rose are on one corner of the deck fishing, and uh, Louise is very excited to have reeled in a fish, and it's, like, wriggling, and Rose is trying to get her to grab it and put it in a bucket, and uh, Z and Joe are off on the side drinking beers and talking amongst themselves, and it just reads like they are doing these activities together, but separately. (laughs) (laughs) To me, the Christmas scene was the only one that I really felt very strongly mm-hmm. like the two men were going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But this one, like, you know, lay- lays more of that groundwork. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe. Maybe. This could absolutely have, like, stepped into, like, double date territory so fast and so easily. And, like, especially because I was sort of reading potentially, like, Z maybe on, like in the know with Luis and, like, actively kind of occupying the husband. Mm-hmm. Like. Running interference. Yeah, like, you, we'll, let, we'll hang out over here and, like, drink beer so that, like, my wife can, like, go get that, which, like, good for <laughs> Z. And, yeah. like, if that was true and he was, like, also pursuing Joe, it would just work so well. Mm-hmm. It would that be, would so, be nice. so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would like let us meet Joe a little bit more as a character too. Mm-hmm. Since there is this like tension like around like Patty and her mom about like the idealization of Joe that I think we've already touched on. And mm-hmm. knowing more about Joe would mm-hmm. like help us deal with that as an audience. Uh, so Louise, like, is really squeamish about killing the fish that she caught, and they, like, give her a thermos to, like, whack it over the head. I feel like that's not how you kill a fish. I don't. They'll (laughs) die. They're out of water. Just put them in a bucket. Put them on ice, and they'll die. I don't understand. (laughs) Slow, painful death Maddie over here. The way you do lobsters is you stab them between the eyes. Don't you have, like, a bowie knife when you're fishing? You just... Just get them. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you do that once you're at home because they'll immediately begin to rot. So what you want to do is put them in a bucket of water and mm-hmm. then take them home and then lop their head off on the counter. Which I think is what they were going to do because they, like, they, she puts it in a bucket mm-hmm. and the bucket seems to have water in it. And it's not like they have any like place. But, like, jo- to- Joe wants to tease her about not wanting to kill an animal. <laughs> Uh, we cut immediately from that to present Rose scaling a fish, which makes Allison sick. Uh, and then we're right back to uh, past Rose scaling a fish, uh, which Louise calls hideously beautiful. Okay, that was one of the weirdest scenes in the movie, in my opinion. Why is Louise like that? She's like taking pictures of yeah. this dead fish and she's like i want to see what's underneath what is that go away i liked that she calls for z to bring her her camera and he's just like yes honey and like i have written here z is not straight i will die on this hill (laughs) (laughs) just like the way that they interact Like, I don't know if, like, he just has bi-wife energy or if they have a lavender energy, <laughs> lavender marriage, but one of those is happening. Mm-hmm. Rose says that she doesn't understand why Louise would want to photograph a carcass, and she says, maybe I'm dumb, and I'm like, Rose, you're not dumb. Mm-hmm. You're just a different kind of artist. Yeah. 
much. I liked that Luis wants to like photograph a fish corpse. It felt like it, it felt more like, oh, you're an interesting artist who's trying to do things with photography than the like more cliche, like I took a picture of a naked woman and got like thrown out of art school speech did. Mm-hmm. It just felt like she was trying to flirt in a weird way. Also that. <laughs> also, this is the early 60s where um, photography isn't an art yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it's one, it's just starting to be in color and also... Um, it's not considered something that artists do yet. And so the idea that she's doing something like subversive like this is a little weird for the time period, Mm. but also the photography standards don't exist yet. Standard art photography isn't a thing Mm. yet. And so she's just doing what whatever in order to like you know make art the the way that she wants to make art and so it's nice that yeah the thing that she wants to do is photograph a fish carcass and also she's like projecting her affection for rose onto this fish carcass she's like this is something that rose thinks is important uh and so i will photograph it i really wish her art was like sketches instead Mm. but she's a lesbian Mm -hmm. lesbians are photographers Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> well, more generally, the gays are just artists of some kind. So yeah. I think it still falls in the right category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like photography is an easy thing for if you're not. So the gays are artists, and so when you're picking the art that they want to, that you have want to have them do, photography is the easy one because, like, if they're a painter, you have to get someone to make all of their paintings, mm-hmm. and also they have to be good so that we believe that you know this person is good at art Mm -hmm. Um, but if they're a photographer people making movies are already good with cameras Uh people making movies are already understand Mm -hmm. what makes a good photograph Mm -hmm. or they know someone who's a really good photographer and can bring them on to take the photos Mm -hmm. and so it's just and also we can see visually a photograph and also an audience will be like have a passing familiarity with what makes a photograph good or interesting because we all have cameras in our pockets mm-hmm. um and so it's like an easy thing to make the art character a photographer in order to display their art on screen mm-hmm. that's that's my theory of the lesbian photography movie <laughs> lazy <laughs> make your uh lesbians uh stained glass artists yeah, Ooh. I agree, Hal. <laughs> <laughs> she could have her entire glass studio, and that's why she can't go over for dinner, because, like, their whole cottage is, like, devoted to the art of glass making. <laughs> yeah. It's like glass making, and then Z's got his drum kit in one quarter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, then we get the, the story about uh, Louise getting kicked out of the Toronto Art Institute for including a single nude photograph in her thesis. I thought it was a senior thesis. Maybe it was a first year thesis. I don't know. Like, you gotta be kind of stupid to include nude pictures. Like, th- she knew that was gonna happen. That's just dumb. I'm sorry. But art it is. is about subverting expectations. It's the 60s. <laughs> the fact that she's in college at all is subverting expectations. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so predictable for her as a character. Oh, of course. Why mm-hmm. did she get thrown out of art school? Because she, like, 
photographed like a nude woman like of course just mm-hmm. It's not interesting. It's right. It's like right on that one note that is her whole character. Yeah, mm-hmm. they could have leaned more into her wanting to look underneath the surface because also that's a queer metaphor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because also all queerness lurks below the surface at this point in time in the U.S. And so mm-hmm. it could have been that she wanted to go to school specifically for photography, which isn't an considered an art yet. Mm-hmm. It's not like you are a photographer because you are making a, a, a book for a travel magazine or you're a photographer because people want family photos taken. You're not a photographer because things are beautiful and you want to stage mm-hmm. them in beautiful ways and make beautiful pictures out of them. Like, what if the thing that she wants to do is photography and no one does that yet? And so she, and we as the audience know, one, her being in love with Louise is okay. And also her wanting to be a, be a photographer is valid. Mm-hmm. So she's like ahead of the curve in these two ways. And so we're connected. And the photos are connected to this love story already. And so we've connected the art of photography to queerness itself. It was would have been really easy. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, it would like, parallel so well, like the the ga- the Allison, the granddaughter, like she wants to, she can either take her like photographs or she can like move to Chicago and be a housewife like mm-hmm. it would be so easy to mm-hmm. like do this narrative symmetry or parallels whatever it is mm-hmm. again this movie just needs a couple more passes in front of a workshop mm-hmm. the bones are there and they are strong <laughs> Rose says that she doesn't want Louise to kiss her again uh, and Louise agrees, but she does, like, tease her with the camera. She's like, okay, and then takes a picture of her really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> then Allison tells Rose uh, about her marriage, how Mark is, like, super controlling and smothering. Like, he gets mad if she doesn't text him back right away, wants to know where she is at all all times of day, and it's, like, red flag. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just going to say um, that she... Her therapist, her therapist said that she married her mother, and that grossed me out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, this uh, would have lended itself really well to Mark then racing to the lake house when she finds when he finds out that Allison is pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we see him on screen, and maybe he does something like messed up, and Patty sees that and is like, "Whoa, I romanticized mm-hmm. you in my head, dear sir." Mm-hmm. She has, like, clear character development for Patty. Mm-hmm. And, like, active support for her daughter. Not that just, like, fireplace scene at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this when Patty watches Allison call Mark? Mm-hmm. Because that scene, like, triggered my fight-or-flight response. I was so yeah. upset watching that scene. Because yeah. she, like, she calls Mark, and then when she hangs up... Patty's like smiling in this really gross way, like she mm-hmm. won, and I just hated it. Yes. And she's like, "Well, now that you've told Mark, obviously you have to quit your job and be a wife and mother." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, weirdly, makes it about her. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. like, you, "You can't get rid of the baby because I have trauma around termi- terminating a pregnancy." Yes. That. Yeah. That's not. Is not about you, Patricia. Mm-hmm. she's like you know you'll have regrets about terminating the pregnancy and it's like it's better to this is a hot take 
But it is better to regret terminating a pregnancy than it is to regret having a child. Ooh, yes. That is a hot take. Controversial take. <laughs> Once you have, have the child, <laughs> then the child exists, and that's a whole person who is going to sense that you resent their existence. You have now have an 18-year minimum commitment to that person. A Minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the media always romanticizes, like, regretting getting the abortion as opposed to regretting not getting it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's gross. Uh, then we get Rose and Louise coming in from this. <laughs> then we get this scene. Rose and Louise come in from the rain, and they're, like, soaked through. And so <laughs> Louise just starts getting naked. Yeah. <laughs> they're not wearing enough foundation garments. Louise isn't wearing a slip. Mm-hmm. Well, that bothered me. <laughs> but uh, Rose like tries to start a fire um, in their fireplace. To be clear, um, and Louise is like taking her clothes off, uh, takes her bra off, and Rose is like titties. <laughs> uh, she like grabs some of Z's. Her and Z have like been staying at the lake house instead of their little rented shack. And so all of their stuff is there, and she doesn't have any clothes of her own that are clean, and so she grabs two of Z's shirts for them to wear, and she says, like, very casually to Rose, take off your shirt, and Rose is like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> hypothermia. Because yeah, you were in the rain during the summer. <laughs> it, it, it's like, it bugged me. I don't even know why, not the hypothermia thing, but like... But we have to go put on like over large shirts next mm-hmm. to the fire. Yeah. Just. It is the summertime and they do put on the fire. Hmm. I guess, I mean, this is because romance, right? Like, this is because. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. Because they're going to have sex for the first time. But uh-huh. also, if you think about it for a second, it's like, wait a minute, it's July. Is it? Ju- wait, is it still July? Yeah, it's this, like this summer. Is all one summer. No, that's not it's true. It's a couple summers, but I think it's still July. It's like they're just in the summer, though. Oh, you know what? You're right. Because in this scene, uh, they talk about how Rose convinced Joe to let Louise come up with, uh, come up for a few, like, for a few weeks during the year. It's like, it's very mm. clearly established that it starts out as just visiting in the summer, and then it turns mm-hmm. into more than that. Yeah, mm, because then okay. we have Christmas. So I think this is like the fall. Mm. Okay, I guess I guess that um, Rose mm-hmm. is like wearing long pants, isn't she? Yes. It still bugs me, though, that they're like, we, like, we have to go like wear shirts that are too big for us. Like, it feels like it's a trope of like heterosexual romance like the wearing the boyfriend's shirt that they're like bringing into this like queer moment like Mm -hmm. for no reason except that like they can have like the women be in over large shirts with like firelight on their legs Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah they could have gone and gotten their dressing gowns could have had delightful gay dressing gowns Louise describes being with Rose as returning to childhood, and that, that was is not weird. The thing that I want—I hated to that. Be reminded of when I'm with the woman I like. <laughs> I cringed a lot. That was that's such a weird thing to say out loud. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then Rose is like, uh-oh, the boys might be delayed by the storm. It's just us gals. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is also where we get the establishment that Joe got Z a job writing jingles for their advertisement company. So, like, uh, Z and Louise are in, like, a better financial place. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louise routinely comes to the cabin to visit them while, like, Joe's on the road, etc. And Louise dries Rose's hair for her and kisses her neck and Rose is uncomfortable because she's like married or whatever. Rose is like, why'd you kiss me that time? And she initiated that kiss. Well, I mean, Louise in the, Louise is like, Louise asked to be kissed and Rose kissed her. Mm-hmm. Still, the wording but, yeah, annoyed you're me. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why did you kiss me in the kitchen? It's also just bad dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole movie is bad dialogue, so that's not even like. No I know. I like but... this exchange. I think it's cute. It's but it's still so... bad dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> it could be cute and bad. It's so generic. Louise promises not to kiss. Louise is like, I promise not to kiss you again. And Rose is like, Do you really promise? And Louise is like, No. Mood. <laughs> uh, and then the the kiss and uh, Louise starts undressing Rose and uh, she's like do you want me to stop and Louise says yes and so Rose backs off and, mm-hmm. and no the other way around, around. Uh-huh. <laughs> Louise is like do you want me to stop and Rose says yes and so Louise backs off immediately but then Rose says no and so Louise moves back in and that's romance I just want to say the yeah. sex scene that follows is so long. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it, yeah. My roommate came into the room while this was happening. My mother my, came into the room while this was happening. My oh, nine-year-old no. neighbor came up to my window, which was behind <laughs> me, and knocked on it to play with the foster kittens while I was, like, lying on the bed watching this. Why do we all have trauma based around this scene? <laughs> Because it's too long. It's inviting, like, danger. <laughs> and it's so slow, so it feels even longer. Mm-hmm. Then we get, we're, we're back in the present. Rose, like, they're also on the floor in front of the fireplace. And so when we come back to present Rose, she's staring at that patch of hardwood in front of her <laughs> fireplace. And it's just a little much. Amazing. Good for her. <laughs> And she, like, caresses the blanket that they had wrapped themselves in. Like, apparently she still has this blanket 40 years later. It's a good blanket. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird, gonna be honest. <laughs> it's not even, like, a quilt. Like, something that you would expect to last that long. It's like a fleece. <laughs> then we're, like, back with them in the afterglow. And Rose is worried about the whole husband thing. And Louise is like, uh, just exist in the present. Then the boys come home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh no, the present is, is now. The boys are coming home. Mm-hmm. Then we get this line. Then we get this line that uh, so made, made me fall farther down the rabbit hole that like has nothing <laughs> at the bottom. It's just hard ground. Um, she said, like, Rose is worried that Z will come back and see them. And Louise is like, Z knows better. What yeah! Does that mean? Yeah, yeah, I think specifically she's like, Z won't knows better than to go looking for me, which is weird because it doesn't match any of the other evidence of the movie regarding, like, Z and her relationship. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it maps better onto what what has been presented as Rose and Joe's dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we get a power outage in the present. Uh, Allison and Patty are wondering, like, the power goes out. It's like a brownout, so, like, um, most things are dead. The phone mm-hmm. line still works. There's no, like, cell signal. No Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Allison and Patty are wondering if they should go check on Rose, but then Rose comes comes in and is like, hey, why did you check on you guys? Because the power went out. <laughs> and that was a good moment. <laughs> yes. Then we get, like, Allison opening up about her marriage to her mom. Uh, and Patty is uncomfortable, like, with the details of this. She's Which like, is oh, we tried. valid. Like, you can <laughs> open up to your marriage with your mom without being like, here's how my husband goes down on me. Like, yeah. like, why does... I would uh, never share that. Mm-hmm. No, like, I have a great relationship with my mom. And I would not share, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's her trump card. She's like, of course I can't talk to you about this kind of stuff. I can't talk to you about my sex life. And it's like, no one can talk to their mom about their sex life. Yes, which is a very healthy thing. That's a good boundary to have. And the rest of the conversation is better evidence of that. Mm -hmm. Like, every point that Allie makes um, about Mark, Patty's immediately, like, defending him. Mm -hmm. Which was really gross. Patty reads people's journals. Yeah! Routinely, like, read her husband's journal and also read uh, Allison's so that she had to keep two Who's like, this is the mom journal where I put, like, everything is fine and I am happy. And this is the real journal where I actually put down my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Patty's, like, so unapologetic about the fact that she invades everyone's personal space like this. Yes, mm-hmm. she, like, She's blames like, her daughter. Like, it's your fault you don't talk to me, so I had to read your journal. But she doesn't talk to you because she, because you read her journal, dog. Mm-hmm. And then we get Mary Beth from across the lake. Woo! Yes! <laughs> she, she's in two scenes, and she's uh, the best character in the movie. She's very pretty. She is. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> she steals those two scenes. Yes. Devastating uh, like, that she is not Danny with an eye. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, they. this is Lakeside Community, and so she's renting a cottage nearby, was checking on some neighbors, got a flat tire, and is like, hey, can I use your phone? Um, Rose invites her to stay, and she like takes off her rain-soaked flannel, and she's got arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was also hilarious to me that Rose was like, hey, come stay for soup after I've been having this like incredibly tense family discussion that's like terrible and awful want to be a part of this stranger (laughs) but now we can focus on uh, other things like playing scrabble with mary beth instead of this Mm -hmm. this difficult uh family discussion mary beth who has arms and dominates at scrabble Uh, she used to be an EMT, so she knows medical terminology that she uses to win this game. Mm-hmm. To be fair, they do wait for Mary Beth to leave before they resume their family discussion, which is good. Yeah, bare um, minimum. <laughs> we also get, like, Mary Beth, she's been renting a cottage, and that cottage has since been sold, and so she's looking for a new place, and Rose offers her cottage as a way to, like, placate Patty 
Um, and also have someone around to hang out with. And Mary Beth seems cool. Could have perfectly been her, like, seeing vibes between Mary Beth and her daughter and, like, mm-hmm. setting up, like, matchmaking. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. And we're all mm-hmm. sad about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll continue to complain about it for this entire podcast. <laughs> Patty thinks that Mary Beth is too butch. First she says tomboyish, which is like... Mm-hmm. This is such a weird, it seems like the only reason that this, like, character comes on screen is basically to, like, resolve, like, who's going to live in the cottage, which could have just as easily been the daughter is going to move, the the granddaughter is going to move, and Allison, and to, like, cause the mom to be homophobic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. It was to have this specific conversation. (laughs) Yeah. This is another first draft thing. Like, the writer knows that they want this catalyst to happen, and so they create Mary Beth... And then didn't go back and be like, hmm, what are, like, superfluous things that I can collapse together? Oh, Mary Beth and Danny with an eye, you know? Mm-hmm. Rose looks so sad to hear yeah. uh, Patty being homophobic. She's, like, mm-hmm. devastated to hear this mm-hmm. stuff coming out of um, Patty's mouth. And it's like, well, I think now we know that that's not a, a behavior she learned from her parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, Patty was on the internet or something. Yeah, it's so weird that she, like, adopted this viewpoint. Especially since we don't even see Joe acting Mm -hmm. homophobic either. Yeah, and it's so really, like, aggressively homophobic. And, like, this movie was made in, like, 2018. And Mm -hmm. she's, like, it's unnatural. And, like, women could never raise children I don't, it felt very, like, awkward to me. Mm-hmm. Like, out of place in 2018. Yeah, and no, like, explanation as to, like, okay, like, you're very, just very homophobic. But, like, no, I don't know, no context for why is she so homophobic when, like, the other, like, her two immediate relatives are not. Mm-hmm. Like, one of whom she raised and one of whom raised her. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I feel like if they had had this as a reaction more to, like, her mother revealing, oh, I, like, cheated on you, on your father with a woman for our whole marriage, or, like, your father and I were in a lavender marriage, like, something where it was, like, this has shaken, like, the foundations of, like, her world in a way, then it would mm-hmm. be at least, like, I understand this, like, really aggressive, gross reaction but instead or even if she's just, like, mm-hmm. or even if she's like one of those homophobes who is like, I'm not homophobic, but why does this woman have to be so butch? Yes, which like yeah. fit her character, I think, mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Allison fires back with, "No wonder Dad had an affair," which like, woof. Yeah, yeah that's Ooh. that's extreme. Tone it down. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Rose does defend Patty here, which is good. It's showing mm-hmm. that she's not just she's not against patty she's mm-hmm. just normally on allison's side and now mm-hmm. she's on out Al- and now she's on patty's side because mm-hmm. that was a curl for yeah yeah she then tries to comfort patty after allison storms off and patty is determined to drink and have a bath instead mm. mood yeah <laughs> then we get the flashback to louise casting a line by herself for the first time they just put this line in the water and then immediately run off to go skinny dipping (laughs) 
You at least have to stay by the fishing pole. <laughs> Can't wait for that fish to just steal the entire rod. And, mm-hmm. Nothing better than like fishing wire in the water when you're also naked in the water. <laughs> yeah, that too. Now that yeah, so now that Louise knows how to fish, it's uh, time for Rose to teach Lu- uh, Louise to teach Rose how to be bold by uh, taking her skinny dipping for the first time. They like run into the woods, take like stripping off their their uh, bathing suits as they go. They don't actually get naked on this run. Um, they make out against some person, some poor innocent person's airstream trailer. Yeah, <laughs> house. Yeah, and like, were you gonna skinny dip at the lake house that like there's a bunch of other people at in the middle of the day? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that felt not smart. Like, why not wait until the sun sets at least? Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we get a short little montage of them having fun together. They like take selfies with the camera. Louise monologues passionately to some ducks. <laughs> <laughs> then in the present, Rose goes out to get the paper and sees Allison on the phone again making moon eyes. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. what's going on there? <laughs> mm-hmm. We should call this episode Daddy with an eye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Then, th- then we get the Christmas flashback, which I yes. thought was going to be a confirmation of my theory about Z and Joe being together. Um, or at the very least about Z, uh, like, being aware of mm. um, Louise. Yeah. Or just, like, some yeah. kind of, like, poly group situation, something like that. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's there. It would have been so easy. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're like missing one scene. <laughs> so Louise once bullied her way into singing tenor uh, in a choir. And um, <laughs> then Z says, my wife has been known to sing bass, which sounds like a euphemism. Mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of does. Yeah. She sings, mm-hmm. she sings bass is a... Uh, Hmm? That means something. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, this could have been the avenue for, like, I don't know, Joe to be like, could you give us a demonstration? Like... <laughs> or of, like, Z knows about the two of them, but Joe doesn't. But Z doesn't know that Joe doesn't know. Ooh. And so when it's just the four of them, Z's, like, really casually about referencing queerness. And mm-hmm. Louise has to go, Z, no, <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Z and Louise kiss, and Rose is visibly jealous. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. like, get away from my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe and Rose uh, try weed for the first time, because they've made friends with these stoner artists. Mm-hmm. I'm Louise, and I love to flirt with my girlfriend while well, both of our husbands are in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Then we get Rose and Louise going to the kitchen, mm-hmm. and Z moves to sit next to Joe. They're in the living room, and yes. Z and Louise were mm-hmm. on the chairs, and there's like, it's like a two chairs, table, couch type situation. Mm-hmm. Z and Louise are on the chairs. Joe and Rose are on the couch, cuddled up. Mm-hmm. Louise and Rose move to the kitchen. Z takes his rightful place, cuddled up next to Joe. <laughs> right after Joe has indicated that he wants to try new things tonight. It feels so deliberate. Yeah, Joe's like, yeah, I'm all into, I'm really into trying new things. And he's talking about the weed, but what if he was also talking about kissing his friend? It would be so easy. It would be so organic. They're next to a 
fire are they are they next to a fire again or are yeah. they not yes so they're, we had a yes. fire scene before this could be like the guy fire scene yeah, yeah. it's framed so romantically mm-hmm. like how do they not realize how they're framing this scene Mm-hmm. And this is the only scene that we get of just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Neither of the women are here because they're in the kitchen making out. <laughs> really aggressively. I mean, yeah. that's such a risk. Why would you Near do that? The door. They're not yes. even behind anything. No, they're like they right don't even in the stop doorway. when they hear someone entering the kitchen. They mm-hmm. wait until like the person is completely inside the kitchen before mm-hmm. they stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, we could have had, like, them kissing, and then Z comes in and is like, hey, I'm hungry because I'm stoned. And he's like, oop, what? Yeah. And, like, not even mad. Just like, oh, sorry. Gotta get to that asparagus. <laughs> yeah, they give him a bowl. It's like asparagus or green beans or something. Uh-huh. And they're like, here, carry this to the table. And he just starts munching yes. on them. He's like, ooh, food. <laughs> And also, in, while they're in the kitchen, they have that exchange. I think it's this scene, right? Where Luis is like, don't sleep with Joe tonight to Rose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which I really would have liked to see that play out. Like, mm-hmm. like this could either be a moment for, like, Joe to demonstrate that, like, he's an asshole. And, like, really contract with, contrast with Luis's, like... I'm all about consent for him to be like, but we're married. It's Christmas Eve. Can we like to have like some kind of scene with that or to like see like how this is actually affecting like how she interacts with Joe or like Mm -hmm. how this might be setting up tensions that are going to now last in their marriage. And just Mm -hmm. like, how does Joe react to like an actual conflict between them or for Joe to be like, you know, I kind of don't want to sleep with you either. How hot is Z? Like, I just, I feel like that would have been a really important scene. That's Mm -hmm. such a good point. Yeah, because once again, we don't really get that much of the male characters, despite how often they're referenced and how much they affect the plot. We really never get Rose and Joe by themselves, Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird. I wonder if there's a DVD of this movie we can get. With deleted scenes? Yeah. (laughs) I would love to see some deleted scenes. Yeah. Or director's commentary. We'll have to look into it. Yeah. (laughs) You also, um, right after that, when Joe does enter the kitchen and then he and Rose, like, talk for a second, Joe's, like, he tells Rose not to turn into a free spirit like Louise, which... Rude was weird like yeah yeah unless he's picking up on the queer coding which i don't think we're supposed to read it as like that's she you're just telling your wife not to assert that she has rights not to sing tenor and choir Mm -hmm. like ooh, i don't want you to have your own interests i'm the only interest you need yeah gross then we get in the present allison asks rose for another cup of ginger tea for her morning sickness and she like apologizes for yelling at her mom and they're out all out on the patio and she's like i'm sorry that i yelled i shouldn't have said those things also i have something to tell you um (laughs) she's seeing someone else 
and she is super sure that uh, the baby is absolutely Mark's and can't be her other lovers because uh, Danny with an eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just written Patty shut up here, and I don't know what she says specifically. <laughs> I mean, she, you know, she bees all, she's, she bees. Oh, she's all oh no, I remember. Yes, cause I have, wow, mother is a bitch in all caps. She's um, like immediately saying that, um, Allie has to dump Danny because of the mm-hmm. baby. Yes, because... because they can't raise a child together. Mm-hmm. Which, when, like, Allison had already made clear throughout the entire film that she didn't want the kid at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know why this is, like, a factor that needs discussed yeah. right now. And yeah. the fact that she says that, like, it would be, like, what a horrible thing to do to the child is, like, her, yeah. like, big reason. To have two mothers, because having one mom is bad enough. <laughs> That could have been an interesting thing to explore. Too bad yeah. the movie doesn't care to yeah. explore it at all. Because once again, we see nothing of Rose as a mother. A thing she mm-hmm. says in front of her mom. Yeah, and there's nothing mm-hmm. to back it up. Or like, if there, there, is there like a self-awareness that she's got there where she's like, I know that I'm being a bad mother right now, but I can't, like, I, I don't know how to stop myself from like these really bad behavioral pasts. They're all that I know, mm-hmm. which would deepen her. Mm-hmm. Rose in this scene is too busy being supportive of Allison's queerness to <laughs> to uh, comment about the baby. Mm-hmm. Also, Allison doesn't believe in labels. Yeah. Well, she's like, I don't know if I'm gay or something else. She's like, fair enough. If like all that she's, this is like her first relationship with a woman and it's all wrapped up in like, I'm also in an unhappy marriage and I'm also cheating on my husband and like my dad died and like, all this stuff like mm-hmm. fair Perhaps. enough i was still annoyed but also mm-hmm. <laughs> can we get just one? because rose also like says something yeah. similar oh mm-hmm. yeah she says like she was the love of my life and she happened to be a woman that was annoying mm-hmm. yeah uh rose says she doesn't understand why patty is the way that she is and frankly neither do i <laughs> yeah where is it coming from we don't know we never see Mm-hmm. Rose goes to like gather the photos from the co- from the little cottage, and we get another quick montage of her and Louise. And she comes back to Allison and Patty, and like introduce basically introduces them to Louise and Z. And is like, I didn't tell you about these people, but uh, I came from a family where we didn't talk about anything painful. Like, feels like a good, like thematically important line, but yeah. again, like doesn't have any weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like that moment, though. Mm-hmm. Patty calls Louise an exhibitionist because one, in one of the pictures, she's got, like, side boob going on. <laughs> Maybe this is why she never got those photos developed, because she knew that there were pictures of breasts and, like, them kissing. And so she didn't trust any photo development, like, company to do it. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that would maybe. be really good. There is, um... A thing about photo booths and like vintage queer photography is that like photo booths were very popular among queer couples because you go in and like you close the curtain and like it's perfectly reasonable for like two platonic friends to take pictures at a photo booth and so like you go in and you close the curtain and you can take like romantic pictures and no one sees you doing this but you mm-hmm. and so like maybe that's another clue into why there's so many lesbian photography movies is that there's a very strong history of like queer photography Hmm. but yeah 
Yeah, maybe she, like, couldn't get them developed because she didn't know any uh, gay photography studios that she could take (laughs) this real film to. Mm -hmm. So, Allison asks, if you were such great friends, like, what happened? Why have we never heard of of these people before? And we get, um, this is not the last flashback, I think it's, like, second to last, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. with Rose visiting Louise on her deathbed. Yes. Zeke, like, comes in and explains that Louise, like, had appendicitis. They didn't catch it uh, very quickly because our appendix is, like, this happens sometimes where your appendix is on the wrong side or, like, Mm -hmm. on the opposite side that you would expect. Nowadays, doctors will just check both your sides. (laughs) But uh, during the operation, they found cancer and it had progressed too far to do anything and now she's in a coma. It's also established that this is a year and a half since they've all seen each other. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh no, what happened? Mm -hmm. But Louise didn't want Rose to know, but after she went to the coma, Z Z called her. And he, like, holds her hand and says, your Rosie's here? Yeah! Z, what do you know? Uh Uh-huh. Well, the very, okay, the very last flashback, which takes place, like, two years before this one Mm -hmm. um louise says that she thinks z knows yeah so i feel like she never at least not up until that point they never had a conversation about it but z's just observant and picked up on things Mm -hmm. Um, it's also notable that um louise is the only person who calls rose rosie not even joe calls her rosie Mm -hmm. and so for z Z to use Rosie there is like, hey, the love of your life is here. Mm-hmm. Extra sad. Yeah. yeah. Then back in the present, Louise, or not Louise, but Rose says that Louise was the love of her life. Mm-hmm. And Patty's obnoxious about it. Yeah, Rose is like sobbing, sharing yeah. this really painful, yes. intimate thing about her life. Uh-huh. And Patty's like, I'm going to make this about me and have a temper tantrum now. Yes just over something that happened like in 1963 Mm -hmm. yeah before patty was even like born or anything it's not even like she was having this affair while Mm -hmm. patty was alive which is then i could understand why maybe she'd be upset like i wish so much that that had been happening and they had not just been like cancer death by Mm -hmm. like it it made me it made Mm -hmm. me think of like margarita with a straw where mm. it just does that, like, oh, here's a whole plot. We don't have to deal with any of it because of cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connotations? What connotations? She's dead. <laughs> then we get the final flashback, which is Louise is panicking because the husbands might know about the affair. She wants to run away together, but Rose is, like, scared. Mm-hmm. Rose is like, Rose cannot conceptualize leaving her marriage because her marriage is literally the only stable thing in her life mm-hmm. and also she has been socialized to believe that it's the only thing that she can do and no amount mm-hmm. of Louise trying to make her believe in herself is going to get her to unlearn decades of misogyny and she like cites wanting a child as well and like mm-hmm. not being able to conceptualize like how two women could just like adopt and raise a baby the fact that uh, Patty is adopted makes this even more tragic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, in the scene, Louise says, if you want a child, we'll find a way. And it's like, you gonna steal one? <laughs> it's really how yeah. it sounds. <laughs> what, are you, what are you gonna do? Take a 
baby. Don't take babies. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Call the Midwife lately, and babies get taken in that show, and it's always not good. <laughs> I mean, if, if Call the Midwife is anything to go by, they could just find a young, unwed mother and <laughs> take the baby from her. <laughs> I fully believe in Louise's ability to find a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they could just use, like, Z as, like, a sur- like surrogate kind of thing. Yeah, like, put his just name get, on the like, paperwork. a donation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He seems but like he'd be cool Z with would it. would be alerted to it. But Z, but Z's gay. <laughs> yeah, or well, just, like, have sex with They very clearly alerted, mm-hmm. or not alerted, but implied that they were never going to see either of their husbands again if they ran away together. Well, you get pregnant first. Like, have sex with Z and, (laughs) like, run away once, like, you get a positive test. And Mm -hmm. just... Z doesn't want kids, though. Mm. Like, hey, uh, I know we talked about never wanting kids, but now I want one. Let's have sex. It's kind of weird. I mean, if you (laughs) wanted to be very, like, amoral about this, like, what birth control are they using? (laughs) Oh, okay, Maddie. (laughs) I'm, okay. okay. It's not worse than stealing a baby from an unwed mother. True. <laughs> I see you, Maddie. All right. Well, you wouldn't steal the baby from the unwed mother. You would find an unwed mother. No, we specifically said steal, Hal. Alternatively <laughs> to stealing it. Because this happens in Call the Midwife all the time, where there's like a teenager who's pregnant, and either her parents don't want her to keep the baby, or she doesn't want to keep the baby. And so you just like, take care of the of the teenager for a while while she's pregnant, and then you have a baby. Mm. Okay. Um, so this is, that's how Louise and Rose broke up, because they can't have, have a baby together, and Rose has not yet considered adoption. Mm-hmm. In the present, Rose explains that she was, like, afraid of not being normal. Like, her mm-hmm. whole life was based on what she was supposed to do. And so mm-hmm. running away with Louise is not on that list of things where she's supposed to do them. And so she mm-hmm. can't even... It's not a possibility. Mm-hmm. It bums me out that, like, the... And this bums me out from both, like, a emotional reaction to the movie and, like, a writing standpoint... That it doesn't mm-hmm. seem as though she then changed anything. Like, mm-hmm. after Luis died, yeah. there was no, like... Like, how Rose from Titanic, when Jack dies, then goes out and lives, like, an amazing, risk-filled life. That, like, even though she doesn't have the love of her life, like, she still went out and took those lessons and was, like, brave and happy. And whereas, like, you don't get any of that. Like, there was no other woman, like she did end up having a child, but, like, she still stayed with her husband who then, like, casually cheated on her a bunch. Like, Mm -hmm. where's the development in her that took place due to, like, this affair? Is this, again, why she's so staunch about Allison following her dreams? Because she never did. Mm -hmm. Right, I was gonna say, that's that's the growth. She wants Allison to have the life she couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get Rose showing Allison some of Louise's photographs, and they are super advanced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yeah, definitely not from the yes. 60s. <laughs> they remind me of, um, what's that photographer? Maple Floor. They remind me yeah, of... Yeah, <laughs> they remind me of that too. 
of Robert Mapplethorpe's uh, pieces, which, who, if you don't know, he's a gay photographer in the 70s. There's a pretty good biopic of him with Matt Smith. Not a great dude, like, as a person. Um, but uh, his photographs were part of the movement that made photography an art and oh, also wow. destigmatized uh, erotic photography. Mm. Um, he does a lot of work with, like, flowers up against, like, naked bodies. And, like, that's one of the photos that we see of Louise's, like, mm-hmm. a rose um, up against, like, a woman's torso. Like, maybe they're making a deliberate, like, Mablethorpe re- reference, but also he wasn't born yet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're trying to imply that Louisa, like, could have been, like, mm. a Mablethorpe if it wasn't for the fact that, like, she was denied opportunity and also died of cancer mm-hmm. Allison wants to show the, her photos to her editor um, specifically she says because she wants Louise to you know, to live on um, and Rose is like really like devil may care about this idea <laughs> yeah she's, like poured her heart out about this woman and has been like having vivid, vivid flashbacks about her all weekend mm-hmm. it's like I don't care what you do with the photos mm-hmm. like what what <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Then we get uh, Patty is out fishing. She's like just like sort of holding the fishing rod. Uh, the lines in the water. It's unclear if she's like baited the hook or anything. Um, Probably not. <laughs> I've written here. That's a gay fishing rod that your homophobic <laughs> hands are touching. <laughs> because this is actually uh, specifically Louise's uh, <laughs> fishing rod. Patty says a lot of really weird things in that scene. Yeah, also. like. The one quote that I wrote down specifically is she's like, you were carrying the secret that excluded all of us. Which, like, why Why do you feel entitled to every detail of other people's lives, first yeah. of all? Yeah, she wasn't what even, does that even born. Mean? Like, yeah. this has had no visible impact on, like, your life. Yeah. <gasps> your parents had whole lives before you existed. That's mm-hmm. true of every single person on the planet. Like, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. She just needs everything to be about her all the time, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, her adoption stuff comes up again, mm-hmm. and, like, feeling unwanted, mm-hmm. and just, like... She's, she like, says, I thought that I wasn't enough for you. Yeah, yeah. you wanted someone else. Yeah. It turns out that you wanted her. Different things. <laughs> yeah, Rose says those dots do not connect that way. Mm-hmm can't believe she had to say that out loud mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> uh then patty catches a fish and it's like a bonding moment for them or whatever but i feel like we don't get like we get so much of them and yet it is not enough to actually complete this story mm-hmm. yeah like why is patty the way she is i don't understand <laughs> yeah we just get like that weird bit at the beginning where she talks about like adoption why i'm like this and then like the whole middle doesn't like move anything forward and we just have this like resolution at the end mm-hmm. like her we know that her dad was absent a lot mm-hmm. is she projecting her feelings about her dad never being there onto her mom and mm-hmm. that's why it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and that's why mm-hmm. rose is confused it's like mm-hmm. I, I thought that i did a lot to like be a good mom to you like are you mm-hmm. okay um, but it turns out that she's, like, projecting about her dad. Mm-hmm. Like, that could have been interesting. Yeah. Could have been. 
Mm-hmm. And yet. Then we get the three of them toasting marshmallows over an open fire. And Patty says the most obnoxious thing that any straight person Oh can my say. god. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I have something to tell you guys, and I'm not sure how you're going to take it. And you can see rose and allison make eye contact like is this gonna happen is she gonna and then she's like i'm not gay shut up patricia shut up i thought she was gonna apologize to both of them for like being obnoxious for like this weekend and also like years but no absolutely not no uh then the next morning allison tells rose that she loves her rose gives her some cash <laughs> like a very grandma thing to do is like you yeah. take this money don't i don't want any lip about it <laughs> and uh rose promises patty that she'll like follow up with mary beth so she won't be alone up at the lake house which is good she waves as they drive away and then goes down to do some fishing and like imagines louise with her there and like Mm-hmm. that's technically how we end the movie the last like then we get some credits and then mm-hmm. like a, um, a still of Patty with Patty and Rose with Allison and another woman who we can presume is Danny with an eye and Allison is like holding the baby mm-hmm. Rose. while a, a Dusty Springfield song plays and like I, it could be so sweet that like two women having a kid and it's great and it's like the dream that couldn't be has been realized, except that Allison doesn't want kids. Mm-hmm. Allison's busy. Yeah. Allison is presumably going through a whole divorce right now. Mm-hmm. We don't know if Mark signed away his parental rights. <laughs> she said so many times that she didn't want a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Danny with an eye sign up to be a stepmom when she was like taking on this whole like relationship? Yeah. The fact that we see neither of them, like one of them needed to be cut from the movie and the other one needed to be on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are our final thoughts? I just really wish uh, Allison and Mary Beth were endgame. Yeah. <laughs> I would 100% like contribute to crowdfunding a sequel that is like the wacky hijinks of like young attractive butch emt scrabble champion and elderly Mm -hmm. gay friend like in the lakeside community Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's you said sequels right as i was like clicking on an imbd link for i believe this is the woman who plays louise her next movie in 2019 called season of love we should Mm -hmm. watch this cheesy uh christmas romantic comedy oh yeah love a christmas rom-com can't wait for it to be bad. <laughs> Maybe it'll be delightful. <laughs> it could be. As of recording this, we haven't done, we haven't recorded the episode for a New York Christmas wedding, which is set to be our uh, season finale this one, this time. Uh, <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to the roast of a New York Christmas wedding. Uh, we'll get into it during that episode. But um, yeah, final thoughts about the movie we're talking about. I would show this to other people. I would not watch this with my mom. <laughs> for that, see, yeah. Hit, hits, uh, well, not even because of the titties, but, like, hits a little too close to home. Mm. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not good critically, but I think it's entertaining. It's enjoyable. Like, if you don't think about it too much, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't love vintage lesbians? True. <laughs> Oh, wait, I do have one other final thought about 
this movie, mm-hmm. which is that they could have played Illicit Affairs by Taylor Swift somewhere in the soundtrack, and the lyrics <laughs> would totally work. You're so right. I'm so upset now. Oh my god, the opportunity. <laughs> Uh, you can find the show at but is it underscore gay on Twitter. We are okay, but is it gay on TikTok? Uh, Maddie, where are you on the internet? Where am I on the? In- I don't think anyone who doesn't know me needs to know where I am on the internet. <laughs> don't <laughs> follow my you. Instagram; it's private. <laughs> Do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, not at the moment. Not that I, not that I can think of. That's cool. Good for you. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Nothing going on in my corner of the world. <laughs> That's great. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, Autumn's on the internet. <laughs> um, yeah, on Twitter at autumnal underscore season. Cool. Thanks for listening and uh, stay gay, everybody.